now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips on real estate, design, landscaping, maintenance, anything home related, whether you are buying in this market or selling or maybe thinking about doing something in the future, this is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, JP Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I'm your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for over 30 years. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in our fair city. Proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. And I'd be pleased to help you as well too. If you are looking for advice on what to do with a move, when to sell, what to prepare for, or is it even a good time right now to consider doing anything? Give me a call. I would love to hear from you. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole Home Show team members also with their contact information by visiting the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. You can always, of course, reach out to me, Google me, or send me an email, tony at primeteam.ca, as many of our listeners do on a weekly basis. I love hearing from you guys. Always enjoy chatting about real estate. Uh, there's so much stuff, there's so much to know. Every day is a new and fun day in the world of real estate. That much is for certain. Uh, this week, we're gonna be having a conversation on title insurance. What is title insurance? How it can protect your investment, how to avoid title and mortgage fraud, and also why lenders request it. Our guests today are Hasham Jaffrey, he is a business development manager for First Canadian Title Company Limited. Uh, and along with Hasham will be our show partner uh, and sponsor, the Sitka Law Group with Gurpreet Randawa, our uh, legal specialist. And they're going to be talking all about what land title insurance is. why, And again, why you need it. Uh, does it replace a site survey certificate? We'll be covering all these things. And I can't wait. Uh, to learn more. You know, that's one of my favorite things about this program. Uh, it's not just delivering great information for you, our regular listeners, uh, but also just the learning I get to do as well, too. You know, hey, I'm 30 years in the business. You think that, you know, after that amount of time, uh, someone would know everything, but oh no, every day is a new day and there's so much more to learn. Uh, I feel I do know a fair amount about, about uh, uh, title insurance, but I know as a fact, I'm going to learn a lot more uh, as a result of today. So uh, looking forward to a really great episode. We always start our episodes with a, a story or a conversation or a topic about real estate. And by the way, if you have one you'd like to share with us, please do reach out to me. Phone number 250-414-7439 or uh, just email me, tony at primeteam.ca. I'd be happy to share it with you. Today, I want to have a conversation about something that has come up recently, and it's the difference in ownership you know when people think about buying a condo of course you know we're all familiar with stratas you know we have recently talked about strata insurance right what is a strata uh and more specifically what is a leasehold property because we got a few of those 
here in town uh, as well. So a strata, of course, is a form of ownership. It falls under the Strata Properties Act here in British Columbia. Uh, basically what it is, is you own the confines of your four walls in your condo, but you also own a proportionate share of all of the common areas. Now, what's the common areas? You got things like the hallways, you have the elevator, you have underground parking, you have the yard, landscaping, um, the roof, all of the common equipment, things like the elevator uh, machinery, the uh, heat and ventilation systems, uh, and of course, the envelope of the building as well. And as an owner, what happens is you are responsible for a proportionate share of your ownership of the specific unit. Because, you know, when you think about it, uh, the, in a building, the units have different sizes. You got one bedroom units, you got two bedroom units, you got one bedroom and dens, uh, all of these different things. Um, there is something called unit entitlement. And when a developer creates a development, they provide a strata plan, a registered strata plan, which has an outline of the building and all of the units and all of the common areas. And using those calculations, they determine what proportionate share of the property you own. Like, is it, uh, just throwing numbers out here, you know, is it uh, 250 out of 24,000, right? And it's from that, by the way, that the strata is able to determine your portion of the strata fee. So if you're ever wondering, well, how come my strata fee is $526 and the other uh, two bedroom unit is $475? Well, that's all based on this thing called unit entitlement. Uh, and again, uh, when it comes to things like maintenance of the building, you know, paying the, for the landscapers, paying for the uh, regular maintenance services and all those things that comes from the uh, amount of money that the owners collectively put together in a contingency reserve fund. There's other rules, of course. Um, a strata must have a uh, strata council. They must have meetings. They must have annual general meetings uh, at least once a year. Uh, there are rules about voting and how changes can be made in bylaws and things like that. There's also this provincial rule that says that a strata has to have a depreciation report uh, however, stratas can also opt out, which is what a lot of stratas do every year for whatever reason. You know, they don't have the budget. They don't want to spend the money. They don't think there's any issue. That's a whole other story altogether. We have covered depreciation reports on our program before. Uh, now, of course, when it comes time to sell your property, you sell it at the market rate. You know what other similar units in the surrounding neighborhood are, uh, are selling for. And uh, it's what they call fee simple, fee simple strata, which means you own the land, you own an interest in the dirt, right? Because remember, it's the land that holds all the value. A house, your house, a structure is actually a depreciating asset because of the fact that, you know, as time goes on, things get older, right? Styles change, technology changes, um, so, you know, the, the structure itself is the depreciation, the depreciating asset, the land that it sits on is the appreciating asset. Now I was talking about leasehold properties. What the heck are leasehold properties? Well, um, we see them quite often in Vancouver. We also see them commonly around the Beacon Hill park area, even, uh, in James Bay, older neighborhoods of Victoria, some in Oak Bay as well too. Uh, leasehold ownership predated the condominium 
device, condominium ownership. Uh, so generally speaking, they are buildings that are older. And what happens with a leasehold building is unlike a strata, you do not own that piece of dirt. And that piece of dirt is the thing that banks enable you to mortgage on, right? So if it is a leasehold property, what you're doing is you are basically pre-purchasing in advance the lease of the property and the ability to live in it within the confines of the four walls until the end of the lease term date. Now there's lease buildings out there, ones that have 99 year leases or 75 or 59 or whatever. This is very important to look into the expiry date of the lease because naturally it makes sense that the closer you are to the uh, end of that lease term, you know, the more question marks there are about what's going to happen. Like uh, what's the value of the property? All right. Now I have heard of cases in Vancouver where leases uh, lapsed and uh, a new lease came into place, right? But the question is who owns the land? Who owns the dirt of a leasehold property? And generally speaking, it's some housing corporation or some sort of um, in, in ownership body. And in many cases, these are uh, ownership bodies that have been around now for 55, 60 years, because that's how long the building has been around. And you know these things change hands um, you know, independently over the years as well too. So the biggest difference folks is leasehold properties cannot be mortgaged the same way that these simple properties can be because you don't have an interest in the land. That's the reason why they're always less expensive because the value proposition is very different. So, so much to know. And I wanted to cover that in the time I had with you uh, right now. If you have further questions about different types of ownership, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you or our uh, legal uh, specialist here, Gurpreet Randau at the Sickle Law Group, who's happy to go through that with you uh, as well. Speaking of which, she's going to be joining us right after our break here, talking about title insurance. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today, we're having a conversation about title insurance. This is something that seems to be confusing to people. Uh, they don't seem to know about it or hear about it. It's not like you go shopping for it, but it's a very handy tool to have. And of course, with us right now is our show partner and sponsor from the Sitka Law Group, Gurpreet Randawa. Gurpreet, uh, great having you here as always. Thanks again for having me, Tony. Always a pleasure. So, I mean, let's talk about this. And we have a guest from uh, First Canadian Title uh, who I'm dying to hear from. Um, but let's just start the story with, you know, when somebody's sitting down with you and about to close on their sale, when does this uh, title insurance thing come up? Yeah, I find it's often a surprise for buyers. Um, usually the first time they're hearing about title insurance is when they come to see me to sign all their closing documents. And on their statement of adjustments, they see this debit for title insurance and they're wondering what that is. Um, so it's often very close to the end of the purchasing process. And um, it's it's most of the time it, it's required because they have mortgage financing and their lender either requires a survey certificate or title insurance. The survey, by the way, is a reminder to our listeners, it's a diagram of the uh, structure as it sits on the property and it shows the um, the setbacks, you know, the, the amount of space in the side of the house, the back of the house and all that kind of stuff. Much more common in a newer house because of course the survey happens when a house is new, but then you look at houses that are 40, 50, 80 years old, there's no survey, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. And, and I, I find in some other provinces, as part of the closing process, the seller is required to provide you with a survey uh, certificate. And so when I have clients who are moving here from Alberta, they're quite shocked that I'm not giving them a survey certificate as part of the process. Um, but I have to explain to them that's not, you know, a requirement um, in BC. Mm -hmm. And you're right, often um, there isn't a survey certificate that's available um, that the seller can provide to you. And most people don't want to pay to have a survey done because it's costly. And what are they, what are they running nowadays, by the way? Uh, three to four hundred dollars. OK, and it's important for listeners to know, too, that that's it's a it's a site survey that's typically done from the surveyor's office. It's very different than them actually going and physically measuring and um that's that's a different kind of survey that you spend a lot of more a lot more money on, right? Yeah, and often what I'm giving them is simply a subdivision plan or a strata plan, which does not reflect setbacks um, and actual uh, boundaries. Um, so it's costly for one, and the other is it's very difficult to find a surveyor these days who's available. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually at the last minute, so you got to yeah. struggle and find one in like four days or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so if a buyer doesn't want to pay for that survey, which as you said, is three or $400 or whatever it is today, uh, then this whole title insurance option comes in. Exactly. And, uh, I'm going to, uh, defer to Hashim on the types of coverages that are included in title insurance. Uh -huh. Um, but I always recommend it. I think it's good to have, um, it's a one-time fee unless you're switching lenders down the road. Um, and I think it's just good to have that additional protection. Um, but most of the time we have no choice. The lender is requiring us to obtain it. Um, as so that's the direction of the lender. That's the direction of the lender. Got it. Okay. Well, uh, I think now is about the time. Let's bring in Hashem Jaffrey. He is a business development manager of residential and commercial solutions for FCT, which is First Canadian Title Company Limited. Uh, Hashem, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Um, uh, again, you know, so uh, as you heard, Gurpreet and I are just going through the process of when people bump into this and they're usually sitting in front of Gurpreet when they hear the words title insurance, they go, what the heck is this? Never heard of this before. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've just determined that, uh, it, it, um, the banks often ask for a survey certificate. And if there isn't one, uh, title insurance comes in handy. So tell us about title insurance and what it is. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's an excellent question, Tony. Um, title insurance uh, is a unique form of insurance. Uh, unlike home insurance, where you're insuring the structure and the contents against fire, flood, hail, theft, damage, um, title insurance protects the homeowners against loss of ownership and interest. Basically, um, this could result from issues such as fraud, such as forgery, uh, court orders, uh, a fraud, let's say a fraudster can impersonate the homeowner to obtain a mortgage over a home. Uh, or worse, they could sell it without their knowledge. Uh, this is where title insurance comes in and, and protects the homeowner. Um, then there are issues uh, that are not related to title, uh, i.e. the ownership uh, for the listeners. And how about receiving a notice from municipality requiring you to rectify or demolish a part of your house? Uh, title insurance can also cover matters such as encroachments, unpermitted work, um, access restrictions. So if you're not able to access your house, um, right? of ways, for example, to your property and more. Fixing these issues 
uh, along with legally defending your ownership could be very, a very, very costly affair and it could be very stressful. Um, and this is where title insurance comes in and saves you as a homeowner uh, the hassle of doing all of that. Um, there are two types of policies, title insurance policies, and people tend to often confuse the two. Uh, one is a lender policy, which is to help protect the lender's interest in the property. And the other one is an owner policy, which is uh, to protect the interest of the owner uh, in the property. And just a fun stat, I, I did an analysis because I have a, an analytical background um, in my banking days. Uh, in the last five years in BC, 87% uh, of our claims have been homeowner related. Only 13% of our claims have been lender related. So the most vulnerable uh, lot out of all this entire situation is the homeowners. Um, and, and that's what I want to talk about today. Fantastic. Well, okay. This is amazing. I, this is what I, why I love having a guest on like you, because I'm learning every moment here. You see, for me, one, as a real estate practitioner, when we think uh, title insurance, it's only at this point in time with a site survey thing and the, the, the homeowner kind of situation, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let, let's kind of parse that piece out because I want to get deeper into the other thing, you know, after, after our break here, right? Um, we talked about the fact that a lender needs a uh, site survey. Um, so, Gurpreet, maybe you can uh, elaborate on this. Why do lenders need a survey? What do they want to see and what are, what are they expecting? They're concerned about their security um, and their loaning based on, you know, the appraisal that's been done and marketability of the property. And if there are encroachment issues, that may impact the marketability. It may impact the loan to value ratio. Um, and in the end, it, it may impact the security that they have for repayment of that loan. And as a reminder to our listeners, you know, we talk about encroachment is a big word. Sometimes people don't know what that is. We're talking about like if your property encroaches or if it is over the property line or if it's over the allowable setback or something like that, those are physical and, and they're not uncommon, right? No, they're not uncommon. We, uh, in my experience, I see it often with sheds. Uh -huh. um, or outbuildings that have been um, constructed by a previous owner. Yeah. Um, I personally haven't been involved in a situation yet to where uh, the dwelling is uh, encroaching because usually you have to have a survey done as part of the process to construct a home. Yeah. Um, but I guess in theory, that's a potential risk as well. Okay. But it, but it begs the question though, if, if at this stage, the bank is requiring a survey and then the survey does happen, and it is discovered at that point that there is an encroachment nobody knew about, what, what happens? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an argument really with the seller. Is that a defect that goes to the heart of the contract? Is it a fundamental breach? Was it, um, was the seller aware of this issue? Um, did they misrepresent? Um, it may impact a buyer's financing, meaning that they may not be able to complete if it's an issue. Um, so there are a lot of risks associated with an encroachment um, coming up closer to the closing date. Well, now, now we're scaring listeners because they're wondering. Well, I mean, if they have title insurance, so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> title insurance is going to help cover the costs associated with correcting something like that. Well, and this is exactly what we're going to be getting into. We, we've got to take our first our, our break uh, uh, right now. We're having a conversation about title insurance with Hesham Jaffrey 
from FCT, uh, First Canadian Title uh, Company Limited, and also our show partner and supporter of Gurpreet Randala from the Sitka Law Group, learning all about land um, title insurance. And I'm dying to hear more about uh, uh, all of this title fraud stuff, Sham, that uh, has never even crossed my desk before, but we're going to get deep uh, into that. Uh, need to take our break right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, if you would like their contact information, just visit cfax1070.com. Look under shows where you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of their information is there, or just reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you and to connect you with any of our friends here. If you're a podcast listener too, don't forget, you can download all of our four years worth of episodes on iTunes or Google Play Lots of great content, including this episode here right now, which we're talking about something that I know very little about, and I'm looking forward to learning more. Uh, our guests today are show partner from the Sitka Law Group, Gurpreet Randawa, and also Hashem Jaffrey from, the, from FCT, which is First Canadian uh, Title Company Limited. Uh, thank you both for, for coming today. Thank you so, um, before the break, we were talking about uh, banks needing security and site survey and encroachments and land title. Uh, Gurpreet, you left off with the fact that if there is an encroachment, then you know there could be some legal matters to to attend to. All right, um, let's fast forward and um, talk now about title insurance. So, um, uh, for both of you, where does FCT step in? at this point in the, uh, in the transaction. Yeah. So um, great question, Tony. Um, so we've had typically a lot of different instances. There could be, it could be pre-policy. It could be pre-closing before your property closes, or it could be after your property closes or after you buy the property. Um, we've had instances whereby, you know, a purchaser's lawyer contacted FCT um, uh, and, and advised that there was a recent survey on the property that showed that the window well of the home uh, was encroaching onto the neighbor's property. So at that point in time, uh, we analyzed the risk uh, involved. We provided full coverage on the loan policy for the lender and added an enforced removal coverage for the owner. Um, and this endorsement provided owner with the protection that if they were ever forced to remove the encroaching window well during the ownership, we will cover that. Uh, and because we were able to provide that customized coverage to the owner and the lender, both were happy, um, the transaction closed. So that's one. Um, I'm actually dealing with, currently I can't say who, but I'm currently dealing with a, a lawyer himself uh, who never believed in title insurance and uh, his neighbor his neighbor started building a deck on his property 
on the lawyer's property. And, uh, and him and I were speaking and he goes, you know, I, I don't understand. Is there, is, is that something title insurance can cover? Uh, and so, you know, um, we were able to find coverage for him because that is the claim to his land. That is the survey. His survey says, let's say he has 30 feet of uh, front. And if his neighbor is making it, uh, making it such that he only now has 25 feet at the back of the back of his backyard, then that's not acceptable. And that's where we sent in uh, a surveyor, we sent in, um, uh, uh, we sent in a settlement team to make sure that the neighbor complies. So there could be that. Uh, there could be your neighbor, and if we're talking about encroachments, and let's say we we had one where um, the uh, the homeowner's garage was encroaching onto the neighbor's property, and the neighbor said, "Well, you need to remove it because it's blocking my access, or it's it is my ownership, and rightly so." So at that point, we were able to uh, buy that piece of land. Uh, for the owner and pay off the neighbor uh, and 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 settle that with them. And if unfortunate in, in the unfortunate instance where if let's say the neighbor was adamant, uh, a possible resolution could have been that we would have we would have remediated the structure back to the owner's property line. So so there is different scenarios, different ways we could respond to it. It really depends from. Uh, situation to situation. I hope that answers the question. Oh, yeah. So so really what I'm hearing is without the coverage, these owners or these people, they'd, they'd be on their own and there there could be massive costs to, to remedy or, or whatever, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I was reading uh, HGTV's uh, blog the other day and they said uh, they were recommending that uh, the homeowners should keep at least 10% of the purchase price uh, as savings every single year. Uh, so imagine, I think uh, single family dwellings average price in Victoria is about $1.1 million. So you're talking about $110,000 in savings. We all know we can't, no one can do that. This is this, and this is exactly why issues like these, to your point, Tony, are very, very costly to remediate. Right? Yeah, we're talking about uh, moving a garage or moving a wall or, you know, strip a property or something. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, a question for you, though, uh, Asham, though, like, so you, you're, people are buying this insurance um, on the closing caprice, right? Um, on a condition of the, the lender. So is this something, Hasham, that needs to be renewed every year? And, and how long does the policy last? So that is a great question. Um, the policy for the owner um, lasts for as long as they own the property. Okay. Uh, and their legal heirs as well. Uh, the policy for the lender lasts as long as the loan stays on the policy. So two different policies, two different expiry dates. So let's say, you know, you bought a house in 1970 and it's passed on to you by your parents and they got title insurance, hypothetically speaking at that time, there was no title insurance, but they mm -hmm. got title insurance. Mm -hmm. And, and now, now you inherited that. You're the legal heir. You don't have to purchase uh, a new title insurance policy. Um, and for the, for the lender, let's say the home, same, same example, the loan stayed from 1970 to 2000, like, you know, year 2000, like that's when the policy will expire. That's when the loan is paid off. Okay. Right? 
there are instances whereby uh, an owner may choose to change lenders and that's where lenders may ask for a new policy or the lenders are revising the amount because someone's refinancing the property and they want a higher uh, insurance amount. Yeah, so. and this is this happens again because this lands on Capri's desk because as yep. Capri's doing the transfer for the uh, refinance or whatever, then this conversation comes up again, right? Absolutely. But but to be clear, so that it's a it's a one time payment then. Absolutely, it's a one time premium, uh, and that's an excellent. I mean, it, un, unlike your home insurance, title insurance is just one time. Okay, I, I didn't ask you this in advance, but are are you are you guys at liberty to sort of give a range of what this cost is, or sort of depends on the the value, or how how does that work? There's thresholds. I mean, uh, if it's if a property is up to a million dollars, it's a bit less. If it's above a million dollars, it's a bit more. But if you are to do uh, a full on survey versus title insurance, uh, sometimes the cost would be almost the same uh, or less. Uh, very, uh, very. I don't find it very often where the price of title insurance just you know is way too much way way too higher than the uh, than the cost of the survey well but it can the, happen but, but the fact is you don't get all the features you know a survey is a piece of paper absolutely. that has that's a diagram and you don't get all this coverage that you're talking about here absolutely no fraud coverage no uh no coverage over uh unpermitted work no cover and that's unpermitted work is by the way about 32 percent of our claims are unpermitted work yeah the decks and all that stuff yeah yeah we, uh, we would love to do that so, Gurfried, I, I think it's really important for people to know, too, because I've heard it before where people say, oh, the lawyer's trying to sell me this title insurance. That is not the case. Right? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we are not affiliated with title insurance companies. There's no kickbacks. Um, so whenever we're we're recommending that you obtain title insurance, it's because we truly believe that it's good to have. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it's almost always required by lenders, so we don't have a choice. Um, but I, I highly recommend it because of all the coverages and I've actually seen clients, uh, make claims under their insurance policies. Um, so I've seen the benefits of it. Um, and in my experience, most title insurance policies on most transactions are less than $200. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's, it's affordable. Like Hashim said, it's a one-time fee. I, I do see it go up over a million. Um, but when the, we really look at the mortgage, um, balance when most of the time, when we're obtaining a policy for you and obtaining a quote for you. Got it. All right. Uh, we just need to take our last break of the day. We're having a conversation about title insurance, uh, on the closing of your home. Our guests are Hashem Jaffrey from, um, uh, first Canadian title company limited, and also our show sponsor, Capreet Rundell from the Sitka law group back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. I am having a learning experience today, learning all about title insurance. I, this is nothing new for me because I've heard of it. I've had clients use it over the years, but I had no idea about the depth uh, of coverage. And this is what we're learning today. Uh, our guests, our two guests, we have Hasham Jaffrey, he's with First Canadian Title Company Limited, and also, of course, our show partner and sponsor, Gurpreet Randall from the Sitka Law Group. Thank you guys, of course, for uh, for coming back and educating us here. So much great stuff. Um, I want to tell you guys a story of an experience that I had. So uh, I listed for sale a realtor's home. So a good friend of mine sold her home in Central Saanich, and just before closing, the neighbor 
calls and says, hey, did you know that the property line uh, um, encroaches? Uh, so we want some money. Like they waited until a sale happened and then they made this phone call. Um, and then my, uh, my, my pal, good friend of mine, you know, of course, freaking out. It's a crazy thing, you know, a long strip of land, whatever. And as it turns out, she had bought title insurance when she bought the house uh, several years before. And as a result, title insurance took care of that whole thing. All of a sudden it was a, you know, a stressor because she was concerned that she would not be able to deliver title on her closing, but it was all done. So, you know, yay title insurance, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, during the break here though, Gapreet just mentioned something, uh, Hesham, uh, you were saying about utilities, uh, Gapreet? Yeah, one of the questions I had for Hashem was uh, about outstanding utilities um, as part of the closing process. Uh, seller's lawyer reminds a seller to have a reading done and to pay out any uh, water, sewage, stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes that does get missed. Sometimes sellers forget to do that. And sometimes it's hard for a buyer to um, have a seller reimburse them for the outstanding utilities after closing. So one of my questions to Hashem was, would title insurance step in to deal with something like that? Uh, yeah, Gurpreet, and as I said, it's a, it's a great question. We've had instances where, uh, you know, water uh, or outstanding taxes, they form a lien on the property. And uh, we recently had one which was about, you know, the, the new owners move in, they see a bill for $2,000, which was missed, and it had formed a lien. Um, it was a very unwelcome surprise given, you know, first time home buyers budget, uh, which is you know, typically very tight. And, um, you know, the lawyer had recommended uh, to purchase title insurance for the owners. Uh, and it was covered. And this was this was a situation where uh, there was no mortgage. It was a cash purchase, uh, but the lawyer had still recommended getting uh, an owner policy. So, uh, you know, good for that lawyer. And it it paid for its, itself, I think, 10 times. Gurpreet, I have the feeling that people don't thank you for recommending title insurance. <laughs> I find, I know, as Hashem said, it's a tight budget for a lot of buyers, especially uh, in our market. And, um, and they've they're putting most of their savings towards this purchase. And the last thing they want to do is pay extra yeah. for title insurance. But I, I highly recommend it. Uh, as I said, with them, when there's a mortgage, we often don't have a choice, but even when there isn't, I recommend it. Um, and it would come into play in situations like oh, the one Hashem just described. They should be thanking you just like my, my <laughs> associate there, you know, whose house that I sold. Right. Um, Hashem though. Okay. We got listeners right now who, you know, they're in their homes. They're not buying or selling or whatever. Maybe they don't have title insurance. Can they get ins uh, title insurance in their home even though they're not moving? Uh, absolutely. Um, new and existing homeowners can obtain title insurance. Um, they just, uh, if it's new, uh, someone new who's buying uh, a home and, and, and uh, they're going through the transaction, they have to ask their lawyer or notary to help them with that. Uh, but if they're existing owners who may not have been able to purchase it at the time of buying their property, they can give us a call at one 877-888-1153. And yeah. we're, we'll be more than happy to help. Fantastic. And listen, if uh, our listeners are scrambling for their pens for the number, don't worry about it. I'm going to post uh, Hashem's uh, contact information and that phone number on the CFAX uh, website as well. Um, I want to talk about this. I've been dying to bring this up because you brought this up at the very beginning, uh, Hashem, this whole notion of title fraud and all that stuff. Um, so mm -hmm. tell us about that. 
Well, you know, it, it's 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 a very very interesting uh, topic and and something that's uh, 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 that's been overlooked sometimes and fraud comes in many forms, uh, you know, whether it's referred to as mortgage fraud, real estate fraud, or title fraud. And it, it is a growing problem in Canada and across North America. Um, there are basically three types of frauds in the real estate industry that we've uh, found. One is a title fraud when the ownership or the title of the property is fraudulently changed or documents are forced to allow the fraudster to illegally sell or refinance the property. Um, so that's basically it. So he, you know, you know, he impersonates himself and and you know changes the documents and and sells the property. We've read or about finances like take. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There's many stories about that. Um, then there's mortgage fraud. It's it's a scheme that is used to obtain a mortgage from a lender under a false pretense and also known as application fraud, where you know they're not making enough income or uh, that sort of stuff. And then there's value fraud, which is you know when a lender is led to believe that the property is worth more than it really is, uh, and that's misrepresentation. We uh, typically cover the first two types, which is the title fraud and the mortgage fraud, right? W which are which are two huge types of frauds in, in the industry. Um, and, and we've had many, many examples. I mean, I have had an example from my uh, days at the bank. I remember there was this couple uh, and um, one of the spouses um, got someone else uh, to pose as his wife and went to uh, uh, and went to the lender and got a, got a mortgage out, uh, took the funds out and shipped it back to his daughter uh, in the country where he was from. And and this this spouse, uh, the other spouse, was completely in the dark. The real uh, spouse, yeah. The real spouse was completely in the dark. Did not know exactly what had happened until they came to me to switch their mortgage over uh, and when we sent it to and funny enough we sent it to fct uh, at that time uh, and when they did the search they couldn't find the, the, the you know they found that there was the mortgage was more than what the spouse thought it was uh, and that's a prime example of when your interest is lost in that property you you didn't sign up for it Right. Oh. And it's an unfortunate situation. So, but then if there was title insurance on the property, then there is some security there for the, for the, the, the true spouse. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, for, you know, from experience, the lender would be the first one to go after and get their interest back because they, you know, they've been defrauded, they've been lied to. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now you, you mentioned earlier, so the breakdown was a uh, 13% um, uh, homeowner and 87%. Uh, what was, what was the breakdown that you talked about? 87% uh, of our claims are owner related. 13% are lender related are made by oh, the lenders. Thank you. Okay. So the lender related is what we talked about earlier about the, the, the uh, encroachments and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. Encroachments don't really impact the lenders until there is a loss suffered. Okay. Um, uh, and, and, and usually if there is an encroachment, the owner is the primary to get hit, which is majority, which is why majority of the claims for encroachments uh, come from the owners, not the lenders. The lend yeah. The lenders are usually impacted when um, their, the mortgage goes into default, for example, or goes into foreclosure. Right, yeah. um, but uh, but it's usually the owners that are the most vulnerable. 
Yeah. I've got to say, by the way, uh, as I always do, I was doing some uh, uh, research before our conversation today, and I visited the uh, FCT, FCT fct.ca website. There's lots of great information there. There's blogs, there's uh, um, information details, things that that I have. I got to dig into it a little bit later just to, you know, uh, bone up on, on all that stuff. But there's, there's a lot to know. Right. Absolutely. We have a whole library uh, and you can go on to our website and choose your profession. So let's say, you know, if you're a real estate professional or if you're a lawyer or if you're an owner, uh, we've customized our content based on the level of sophistication um, and, and try to explain what title insurance is and what fraud is and how to how to protect yourself. Well, and I'm looking at this here. The tabs are legal professionals, lending professionals, real estate professionals, recovery professionals, valuation professionals, and property owners. Um, yeah, no, it's this is great information. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about title insurance and the importance here. Uh, I got to say, you know, in our conversation, I know that I don't have title insurance uh, on my property. You got me thinking, Asham. I think I'm going to reach out and uh, get this figured out, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, if probably ever, Gurpreet. Probably Gurpreet wasn't your lawyer. Uh, uh, correct. It's been a long time, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, when when you think about it, I mean, we have JP from Westland Insurance, our other show partner, talking about the importance of insurance for you know home insurance, you know life insurance. Insurance is one of those things. I mean, for the for the price that we're paying for the premium and the coverage you know, the security is, is, uh, is fantastic. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, again, Gurpreet, you know, we're wrapping up and coming back to the very beginning, you know, we talked about when somebody is, uh, coming and, uh, uh, signing a document, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what are the typical questions that people have of you when it comes to title insurance? Uh, main question is what is this charge? We weren't expecting this charge. Yeah. Um, and so it's explaining to them, um, you know, why it's required uh, at this stage in the game is required by the lender. We must obtain it. Um, if it's somebody who's not obtaining mortgage financing, we will obtain it for them. But if they choose not to go forward, um, then then we will we will terminate um, the steps we've taken to obtain that on their behalf. Um, but I do explain to them, you know, it's additional coverage uh, coverage. Uh, against issues that are not covered by property insurance. It's a one-time fee. Um, you don't have to pay it annually unless you, you know, do switch mortgage companies uh, in a refinance situation, then you'll see it pop up again. We talk about the types of coverages that are included in that policy. We almost always obtain an owner policy whenever we need a lender policy because the cost it is nominal to add that extra owner policy. Um, so I generally go over the coverages, why it's required, refer them to the FCT website um, so they can get some further information uh, about the policy and give them a copy of the policy. I, you know, I'm guessing right now, there's probably a whole bunch of people out there, maybe even listening to this program right now, that don't even know that they have it. Mm-hmm. They just went ahead, with, they went ahead with the closing. And my realtor uh, buddy is a classic example. She had no idea. And, yeah. it, and it came to her rescue, uh, and you know, that very much could have been a very costly kind of situation, right? Yeah. You're right. The whole closing process is a blur for, for many clients, and, and many clients don't actually know that they have a title insurance policy. Oh, fantastic. Um, well, listen, guys, both of you, uh, thank you so much for your time and joining us today uh, on our program. Uh, we have Hashem Jaffrey, who's the business development manager in residential, of residential and commercial solutions 
of First Canadian Title Company Limited. Uh, thank you, Hashem, for joining us. Well, it's been a pleasure. Tony. <laughs> Great. And again, I will post your contact information on our CFAX uh, uh, website here so listeners can, uh, uh, can look you up. Uh, and as always, Gapreet, uh, thanks for coming and sharing with us your wisdom and experience. Uh, always handy. Not every, not every day you get access to a lawyer. <laughs> right yeah thanks so much for having me tony it's always oh, a pleasure you're always you're always great uh and to the rest of our listeners we'll be here for you this time next week